0: With us today is Steve Cates, otherwise known as Dr. Sky, and we're with him every Sunday and we look up in the sky and we wonder what the heck is going on. And Steve Cates, he tells us, Steve, good morning,
1: Sunday morning, what's going on this week? Well, good morning, John. We're one day away from the vernal equinox. That happens tomorrow at 524 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time for everyone, and we'll share a little bit about that later. But if we talk about aircraft, something that you know so well after reading your book and some of the great stories that are in there, Lockheed Martin has hinted now that they may have not officially declared that they've developed this, but that they may be working on something faster than the fastest air-breathing aircraft in history so far, the SR-71. And John, in my time, I've had the honor of talking to so many of the pilots, the people who ran these programs, and we know that at max speed supposedly even that might be classified sr 71 went 3.2 mock. so like the movie with tom cruise maverick the illustration of something called dark star we may be getting closer or may have had this technology and i think we have uh maybe even a long time ago it's just coming out now that it may be reality what 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 say you that's fascinating
0: well i do think that uh, uh the technology is there and uh uh, in the movie, uh, I played it again in that movie last week because I, I enjoyed it. Uh, that they can yes. do Mach 10. You know, we laugh about it, but it's probably uh, it probably exists.
1: It sure is. But John, switching over to space here with Elon Musk and his genius and what he's trying to do to move out to space. He's had some unsuccessful launches of Starship. This is the stainless steel rocket that hopefully will get to the moon and Mars. But there's a pending launch. Nobody has an exact date because the FAA has to give clearance to his Boca Chica location in southern Texas. What is this? It's a 394-foot-tall rocket in which Starship is on top. The 230-foot booster is supposed to go to space, and this will be a test. But Elon Musk has admitted, rather humbly, that there could be a 50% chance that the whole rocket could explode on the launch pad because nothing is guaranteed. But on the positive side, If that rocket does go successfully and return with the soft landings of the booster and the Starship, think of it, John, this is the most powerful rocket to date that would be launched. 17 million pounds of thrust. So we wish Elon Musk the best because, I don't know, that man's brain is just advanced and he's doing some incredible things, I'm sure you would agree.
0: He is a visionary. Now, there's something else going on in Florida. I understand that they're saying that they're going to test out a hypersonic, whether it's a missile Absolutely, or... Yeah.
1: And well, what do you know about that? Well, there was a thing Tyler Rogelway at the drive, that he's a astronaut, you know, aviation author, and he does a lot of things in blogging. He was saying that this mystery launch of a hypersonic rocket or missile is actually a military project from the Army. It's actually a field launch off a mobile launcher some side of a hypersonic rocket or missile that can go get a load of this, Mach 17. And the reason they were saying that is that whole test range that's down along that South Atlantic, say over Bermuda, Bahamas, all the way down south, there was some chatter on radio that that might happen. But they seemingly have delayed this. So we'll keep you posted on that. But America obviously needs to keep its strength when we're hearing all about China and other countries developing these supersonic glide vehicles something that seemed like Star Trek, but is a reality today. It's amazing.
0: And they did say that America ordered 24 of them. Absolutely. From who? What manufacturer? I don't know.
1: I don't know either, John. And, you know, we always have something that we want to share with the audience here, the mystery of the week. And this one's a deep one. It would probably take us about five hours to explain it. But in the short time, what's the mystery? How can gravity be so strong and yet so weak? that we find out that there's something going on with gravity that really we don't quite understand. And that's to say it, to put it mildly. But what do we know? I mean, right now, what I can tell people on this particular radio show this morning, if you look at general relativity, John, gravity is not a force between masses. Instead, gravity is an effect of warping space and time in the presence of mass. Now, that may sound like a mouthful right there. But some people are saying, if you talk about a subject called string theory, what's that? That's the study of the tiniest things in nature. That there may be upwards of 10 different dimensions out there. And that what we see is the warpage of space-time experiencing gravity. Some of this gravity is leaking out into these other other worldly dimensions. And that alone is something that we should—and I'll be doing my own investigation in great detail on this— But it's so fascinating that simply gravity is not just us being pulled to the center of the Earth. Overall, John, it's the simplicity of the average bodies or whatever mass, like a person, an object, a planet, is actually something called the warpage of space-time. Sounds complicated. Probably is. And that's the stuff, John, of quantum physics.
0: I don't understand dimensions. We know the four dimensions, uh, you know, length, width, height, time. Yes. So you try to explain, if you understand it, the fifth dimension or the sixth dimension. What can they be?
1: John, nobody knows this, but the best answer I can give you, Chinese scientists and other scientists around the world, in Europe, in the United States, they call these, and people need to look this up, they call these things, it sounds like a technical term, it's called kalabayao manifolds. Now, what the heck could that be? These are probably explanations of how dimensions form in space and what they really are. But again, to be very honest with you in the audience, I certainly don't know. I could give all the theories and ideas in the world, but it has something to do with consciousness that we have as humans. And that alone, John, is a fascinating subject that needs to be explored. I know the medical side, like Dr. Mikolos giving us great reports from that realm, but something to do with consciousness has also some kind of interrelationship to what we can experience in this dimensional world. Because think of it this way, in closing, those that we love that have passed on, as I call it, to the infinite after this life, they could be as close to us as maybe within 20 feet or five feet, who knows, in an interdimensional plane that our bodies and minds can't understand. And that's the stuff, John, that we talk about here and sharing in closing, finally, to talk about the live sky. What a beautiful time we have in the end here of March. The moon goes to new. It's a great time for those that have clear skies to get out there and look at nature, because what's the main premise of what we do here on your show here on Sundays? We open people's minds, at least that's what I'm hoping I'm doing, and certainly you are, in talking about these mysteries of the universe, things that get away from politics and the different news of the world that might be depressing to some, but I'm so happy to be here and share this on wabcradio.com with the Dr. Sky podcast and blogs, John, and Like we always say, always remember to keep your eyes to the skies and your minds open to great concepts that we talk about here on every Sunday morning.
0: And uh, Dr. Sky, Steve, thank you for expanding our minds on a Sunday morning, and we'll catch up with you again real soon.
1: Thank you, John. Have a good morning.